Welcome to the Shit Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Broder. Are you ready to shoot the shit? We're back for some more Shit Talk. Happy Monday, if you're listening to this on the day it dropped. As per usual, it's Liz Broder. Thank you for tuning in to Shit Talk. This week, I have a less science-y based episode for you. Oftentimes, I'm looking at the science, I'm looking at the studies. I'm talking about things that I see in practice, mistakes people make when trying to lose weight or form new habits. It's definitely a lot of things I've mentioned in previous episodes, but I thought it'd be helpful to kind of compile them all into one place. So if you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to make changes in your lifestyle or your habits, and you're struggling, this is a good place to start. Check in with with yourself. Here are a few things to tune into, be aware of, stay on top of, et cetera. So first thing I'm going to mention, one thing people really get wrong with weight loss and just wellness habits in general is time. So clinically safe weight loss is deemed at half a pound to one and a half pounds lost per week. I can't tell you how many people I see that just, you know, they're expecting to lose five pounds a week. They're expecting to lose 10 pounds in 10 days. It's, it's unrealistic. It's not safe. And clinically we would say that is unsafe weight loss and there we'd flag it for an issue. So you've got to allow adequate amounts of time. Keep it in perspective. How long did it take to put on this weight? If what you're looking to do is lose weight, if you're looking to change a habit, how long do you think it took you to get to where you are, whether it be weight or another habit? So Keep that in mind. It's not going to change or the weight is not going to come off overnight. You have to be realistic and prepare for slow and steady. People get very frustrated. They lose motivation. But you have to stay the course. Consistency is key, and I'll talk about consistency in a bit. But stay consistent with your routines. I will say as a dietitian, if three months go by, you feel you've made some changes, three months go by, there's been no change in your weight or how you're feeling at all. Your clothes aren't fitting better. You don't feel more toned or leaner. You don't have improved energy, no weight loss, nothing. Then I'd say go to your dietitian or whoever you're working with and you need to reevaluate what you've changed. But do not expect to see drastic changes in a day, in a week even in a month. I mean, like I said, half a pound to one and a half pounds per week. Say you do lose half a pound per week. There's four weeks in a month. That's two pounds and that's progress. It's just people get discouraged. So be realistic with your time. That's one really big mistake I see people make. The next thing to mention is, and you knew this was coming, dehydration. So If you want to hear all about dehydration and water and the importance of water, please tune into episode number one. I will just touch on a few things briefly. Water helps your organs function optimally. If you're trying to lose weight, your body needs to be functioning optimally. Also mentioned in episode one, dehydration can make us think we're hungry when we're really not. The stomach can be growling. You can mistake it for hunger pangs. It's really dehydration. So staying on top of your hydration is imperative when you're trying to lose weight. When you're trying to feel your best overall, like I said, helping support optimal organ function. Even if you're not trying to lose weight, if you're trying to be more productive, do different things with your time, if you're not supporting yourself to be at optimal function, you're not going to be feeling your best. So 
need the dehydration. Another thing to touch on, fat is stored when we're dehydrated because we can extract two hydrogen and an oxygen or H2O molecule from fatty acid molecules. Again, go back to episode one. I get more into the science there, but really important if you're trying to lose weight and you're dehydrated, your body could be doing things that work against you like storing fat. Water also helps keep us fuller for longer, which is very obvious when I say it, but you'd be shocked the amount of people that don't put that together, don't really value water for that reason, and don't see why water is really important, especially for in-between meals, helps keep cravings down. Another thing to mention, and this is one of the first things people report, so dehydration leads to fatigue. So what I find people report when they start hydrating is they have so much more energy. And that energy is imperative. So, so important. When you're trying to push through, when you're trying to add in routines, you're waking up for a workout or you're working out after work, whatever it is you're doing, you're making an effort to meal prep or to plan your meals in advance. All these things require energy. If you're tired, if you're fatigued, if you're dehydrated, they're less likely to happen. You're less likely to be up for them. You're less likely to be motivated for them. So hydration really is an all-encompassing aspect to weight loss and wellness routines. My third point is negativity and the mindset. Don't beat yourself up. If you make a mistake, if you're, you know, making changes, trying to lose weight, you have one off day, don't beat yourself up. Get back on track. One bad day or one unhealthy weekend is not going to derail your progress that you've done this far. Just get back on track as soon as you can. Stay realistic. Don't punish yourself. And keep going. If your attitude is that nothing has worked before, why would it work now? You're doing it wrong. The negativity thing, it's got to stop. You've got to get yourself pumped up. You've got to feel good. And what I work on with a lot of people, and of course, this is specific and unique to everyone, but you have to reframe the journey. So rather than saying, I have to lose 50 pounds, how about I want to be healthier? I want to feel more energized. I want to be my best self. I want to feel like my best self. Or, you know, for I, I have a lot of people who, oh, they have new grandkids or, oh, they had a baby. They have a second baby down the line they want to have. I want to be as energized as possible for my grandkids or my babies. Like reframing it to a more positive rather than I have to lose X amount of pounds. Because then all the attention and all the pressure is on the scale. And there's so many other aspects and things that will start to change that are not the scale that help you see the actual progress and help keep you motivated. So again, change takes time. Got to be realistic with the time. And the way you frame things to yourself and the, the self-talk is really important. Another thing I want to touch on in the dietitian world, we call it your prom weight. So you have to be realistic with your goals and the mindset here. A lot of people will come, okay, I want to be 120 pounds. Well, why do you want to be 120 pounds? I was 100, when's the last time you're 120 pounds? Well, that's what I was, I mean, we'll say when I was a senior in college, but prom weight, obviously it's like, it's a term. It doesn't necessarily mean it's what they weighed at their prom, but the point is it was something, oh, I was that um, senior in college. Now you're 45. Okay. So over 20 years ago, that's the way you are. You have to be realistic. You have to understand changes occur in the body over time. Are you, you know, going through menopause? Are you premenopausal? Are you, have you had kids? There's all sorts of things that happen over time. So what goal do you have in mind and why is that your goal? And is it a realistic goal? 
It's not even that, oh, you can't lose the weight or, oh, stubborn fat won't come off. No. How old are you? What's going on? What's your lifestyle? How have things been going? Why do you want to be this weight? When's the last time you were that weight? Were you ever that weight? So I find people obsessed over the number and it's really easy to obsess over the number. And sometimes it's from a very specific time in their life. Like, oh, this is what I weighed at my wedding. I want to be that weight. Meanwhile, I've had three kids. That was 25 years ago. You've got to be realistic. Some people pull a number out of thin air because the number sounds good to them. Whatever it is, I don't necessarily say forget about the number on the scale, but I do say be realistic and with the mindset, focus on how you're feeling. How are you sleeping? How are your energy levels? How's your strength and stamina if you're adding in different levels of exercise? It's not all about the scale. And this is really important for keeping a positive mindset and staying realistic. This could be the most important. It's about consistency. So a huge mistake I see people make when they're struggling to lose weight or make changes. They're inconsistent. Consistency is key. Eating healthy for one day is not going to change your life. Working out for one day is not going to give you six-pack abs. You have to commit. You have to hold yourself accountable. And you have to keep doing it. It might sound boring. You got to keep doing it day after day after day. Track, log, have an accountability partner, whatever works for you. But you've got to commit. And that's this is the part I find people really have the hardest time managing because it's easy to say you want to do this, you want to do that, and you do it a day, maybe do two days, but you have to do it long term every day over and over. It's easy to get discouraged if you feel you've been you know, committed and doing it for a while and aren't seeing changes. I understand that, but you've got to stay the course. The body and mind take consistency and time to form new habits. I can't emphasize that enough. On average, it takes people 66 days to form a new habit. So if you break that down, that's over two months. And that's on average. Some people, maybe it'll take you 40 days. Maybe it'll take you 95 days. The average is 66. Keep that in mind. If you're thinking you're going to do something and, you know, in a week, your whole life's going to be different, got to change the mindset. The other point that I like to mention about consistency, it instills discipline. So I was actually listening to a podcast recently. It's called Diary of a CEO. I love that podcast. The host is Stephen Bartlett. He asks amazing questions. He's really good at his job. His host was Chris Williamson, who quite frankly, I had never heard of before. have no idea who he is. Don't know much about him. And I don't really care much about him, but what I do care is his episode was great. And what he said is discipline eats motivation for breakfast. And I really liked that because we're not always going to be motivated and that's life. Yeah. People are motivated when they're, they make a change and all of a sudden they're seeing insane results, but those results eventually are going to slow or plateau or something will get in the way, or you'll be tired or you're sick. You're not motivated. That's life. Motivation is not a guarantee. Not, and discipline is not a guarantee, but discipline is always going to override motivation. And this is oftentimes when I show tough love to people and tell them basically you've got to sack up. This takes time, work, commitment. Discipline is going to help you push through those days you're lacking motivation. You cannot rely on the motivation. It's so much more than motivation. If it was easy to stay motivated, we'd all be motivated. We'd all have reached all of our goals, be as successful as we want achieved different things by certain ages and hit different milestones. It doesn't work that way. Discipline is really the key. So if you're someone who likes to track, you need to see your calories, you need to see your macros, you need to write it out. Again, I have an episode on that. Go listen to it. It's about tracking. Then you need to track if that's what works for you. If you're someone who needs a buddy, someone who's going to hold you accountable, someone you go to the gym with every day or someone who you do a check-in with every day, 
set yourself up for success. Get a buddy. Find someone who wants to do that for you or with you, whatever. The point is, like this guy said, discipline eats motivation for breakfast. And it's so funny because I had never thought of it that way. Um, I'm very much familiar with discipline from someone who grew up doing organized sports multiple per season and, you know, going to practice every day, going to your games, committing, doing all of that. I didn't necessarily want to go to soccer practice every day after school. Fucking sucked. Trust me. But the discipline, you got to go. You go, you keep working, you maintain your strength, you keep building up your stamina, you maintain the skills. And that's also part of the consistency. The discipline and the consistency really go hand in hand. Because without discipline, you're not going to be consistent. Without consistency, you're not building those habits. You're not reaching your goals. So yeah, I think while I do this episode, these seem obvious. Time, staying hydrated, the mindset and maintaining positivity and staying consistent. It all seems obvious and it's all things I know everyone has heard, you know, no less than a million times, but it's amazing how quickly they fall to the wayside and people forget them. So even something as simple as drinking your water, staying hydrated, that's actually going to help you because if you're dehydrated and you're lagging and you're tired, you're not going to put in, you're not going to have that extra boost to put in the effort do the meal planning, do the meal prepping, get to the gym, whatever it is you want to do. So, you know, even if you go one by one, focus on these, spend a month on each one. You don't have to do it all at once. Don't bite off more than you can chew. That oftentimes only leads to disappointment and you're overwhelmed and it's frustrating. Throw in the towel. Focus on one thing at a time. See how you do. They're all equally important. And I'm sure most of you listening don't even have to work on all. Maybe it's one or two of these things you struggle with. Commit a solid month, or like I said, 66 is the average amount of time, 66 days to form a habit. Try 66 days, focus on one thing, see how you feel afterwards, after those 66 days, and either continue with it, or if you've got it down, move on to the other thing that you're struggling with. But the point is recognizing where you need to do work and where you need tweaks and committing to it and sticking with it. Because Change does not happen overnight. I can't emphasize that enough. And I know everyone knows that, but especially when it comes to weight loss, it's, you know, I can say as many times as I want, how long did it take you to gain this weight? So it's not necessarily going to take you that long to lose it, but you can't expect to lose it overnight. But, you know, I can only say that so many times, but if you think about it realistically, it's not going to fall off. And what I really like to emphasize to people is it would be so unsafe. Say you have 50 extra pounds. It would be so unsafe if you lost that in two months. So 25 pounds a month, that's, I mean, clinically we would say that is, you know, you're, you're a candidate for malnutrition. There's an issue. There's either a health issue to play or you are not fueling appropriately and there's clearly a problem. So got to stay realistic, got to stay consistent, obviously stay hydrated and positivity. That's another big one. The self-talk constantly beating yourself up. If you have one bad day, you're human. Get back on track. It's the people that throw in the towel. Like I went to brunch with my friend. Oh, I indulged. It wasn't healthy. So I'm just going to eat like shit the rest of the day. Don't do that. You had your brunch. You overindulged. Fine. Stay the course for the rest of the day. Stay hydrated. Get that protein. Get that fiber. Get those healthy fats. If you had some wild brunch with a bunch of mimosas and say you had chips and guac and you know, some sort of Mexican fiesta, higher carb, higher sugar. So when you're done, 
get that hydration in, focus on your protein, focus on your fiber. It's not all going to be derailed or changed because you had one off hour or one off second. And especially if this is something you've been doing a long time, say you've been trying to lose weight for the last three months and you have, you know, one bad day. One bad day is not changing three months. That's another way to frame it. So really being realistic, really staying on top of it. And again, the discipline, the discipline to show up for yourself every day, to keep consistent. And, you know, it's not exciting. That's the thing with with a lot of these changes and a lot of famous, I don't want to call them celebrities, but just well-known athletes will even tell you. They're like, it's fucking boring. Every day I'm doing the same thing. I'm practicing the same skills, but that's what it is. It's not exciting. It's not fun. But if you have a goal in mind and you have things to work on, you got to stay consistent. You've got to keep doing it. And that's the discipline aspect. Now, my final point for things to tune into when you're trying to lose weight or establish new habits and you feel like you're going nowhere. My final point is sleep. I don't know why sleep always gets overlooked. I don't get it. It's imperative for weight loss. It's imperative for overall health, but especially when trying to lose weight. Um, And I have a quick study to reference in a randomized control randomized controlled clinical trial. It had 80 adults. It was published in JAMA Internal Medicine in 2022. A study was done at University of Chicago and the University of Wisconsin-Madison. They found that young overweight adults who regularly slept less than six and a half hours a night were able to increase their sleep duration by an average of 1.2 hours per night after going through a personalized sleep counseling session Obviously, you're not necessarily getting sleep counseling, but the point is they were able to, after the intervention, they were able to get more sleep and the goal was to extend time in bed to eight and a half hours. So they were getting six and a half hours or less and the goal with the counseling was to get it to eight and a half or more and the increased sleep duration compared to the controls reduced participants overall caloric intake by an average of 270 calories a day. So if you reduce 270 calories a day, that results in around 25 pounds weight loss over three years. So if you're maintaining those sleep habits long-term, which ideally you are, that's a 25 pound loss in three years, which is a lot. Sleep plays such a big role in appetite regulation. So when we're tired, our appetites are actually increased. We crave quick energy because we're tired. The body is lagging. It's looking for simple sugars. It's looking for that little jolt, the little boost in the blood sugar so first of all, one that then sends you on that blood sugar roller coaster, it spikes, it dips, it spikes, it dips, you're tired all day, you get that, those crashes. And secondly, that's also why it's harder to resist cravings or why you're experiencing more cravings, which of course works against weight loss. You're tired, you're craving these simple sugars, you look for white flowers, actual sugar, candy, whatever it is, because your body needs the energy. So you may not always make the connection between sleep and weight loss or sleep and appetite, but it plays a huge role. And it's one I find often goes overlooked. There are times if someone is, you know, they have a morning workout and they didn't get a good night's sleep and they're exhausted. I say, skip the workout, get the sleep. Not every single morning, but I'm saying you have to be the best judgment for yourself. See what you need. Sometimes it's important to listen to your body and get the sleep. You may need that extra hour or two hours of sleep, on an off day, or if you're having a rough week, or you haven't been sleeping well. So sleep needs to be prioritized. I also always encourage people, be consistent, try to go to bed the same time every night, try to wake up the same time every morning. That has a lot to do also with circadian rhythm, which I will touch on on a different episode. Whole other topic. 
But when it comes to losing weight, sleep really does play a role. So that's a wrap. Be just summing it up, be realistic with your timeline in terms of how much you're going to lose and how quickly keep on top of your hydration, make sure you have a positive mindset, get rid of negativity, try to curate those thoughts, keep consistent and stay on top of your sleep. And you may not need to work on all these. It may just be one or two, pick one, tackle it, focus on it, pick another, move on. You don't have to do all five at once. And like I said, most people probably don't even have to work on all five. They're also good things to check in on. Um, you know, if you're someone who has done a lot of diets in the past or has done a lot of habit changes, perhaps, you know, you're doing well for a while, then you get frustrated, maybe you need to check in. Oh, actually my water's been off or my mindset has been a little bit more negative lately. Or yeah, I actually haven't been consistent. I was on vacation. I came back, it took me a while to get back on track, whatever it is. Tune in. These are good reminders for yourself, things to pay attention to and consistently stay on top of. And that's a wrap. I hope that helps you with realistic weight loss, realistic habit formation. And remember, average time to form a habit, 66 days. So if you're coming in there thinking you're going to see drastic changes to your lifestyle in a week, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. 66 days on average. That's a wrap.